Hello and welcome to MBT Unplugged. I'm Bex. And I'm Keith. So the purpose of this podcast is going to be to give you an insight into the highs and lows of holiday lets, property management. The reason we've started this is because we do get a lot of questions, or Keith mainly, gets a lot of questions from people wanting to start up or running their business and having difficulties and just to see if there's anyone in the same position as them. And with that, what we'll do is we'll look at it from running the business from our side, from the point of a business couple, which is always a good challenge, and also from the owner's perspective and agent's perspective. And also, if anyone wants anything else to talk about. Yeah, so over time, the point of this is going to be to open up to everyone else that's interested. If you're listening to this, then it's because you have an interest in either a cleaning company, into holiday lets, you know, or you are running one and it is stressful. You can feel alone doing something like this. We've been doing this for seven years now. I personally for longer than that. Um, But yeah, it just gives an insight into what it takes and to answer you know further down the line we can answer questions can get you guys onto podcasts as well to rant or to you know like I say ask questions or anything in between really so I think the way to start it really is let's talk about you Bex it's the easiest thing to do isn't it really um how (laughs) did you get into this Okay, so I got into holiday let cleaning because I was um, a mother and wanted to get a job whilst my daughter was at school. But finding um, a job in between school hours was really difficult. But one day um, I did find some a job that obviously enabled me to work school hours, which was cleaning. And initially, when I was told about it, I said, absolutely not. I can't clean. Well, I could. I can clean my house. But I never, ever dreamt of being a cleaner or anything like that. So I was a kind of a bit apprehensive about doing that. But it did suit school hours. So that was something that obviously made it worth me doing. So I started up with a lady. Um, she was running a company much like ours now and doing holiday lets. So I did it. I did it for two weeks. And then after two weeks, I quit. So what happened then? When I quit, I didn't want to do it anymore. It was hard work and I didn't enjoy it at all. And I was absolutely useless at it as well. So I remember doing a bathroom and I was doing the glass and I'd used probably a multi-purpose on it I have no idea but it was the most smeariest thing you've ever seen because obviously I had no idea what I was doing so you had no training whatsoever then <clears throat> well not really no it wasn't there any training specifically um but you know I did it and I didn't like it then I went on holiday to Disney I come back and the lady that owned the company begged me to cover her while she went on holiday to look after a flat in Canterbury so being that I am who I am I did it and it was hard work because I had my daughter it was the holidays I had her she was only little so traipsing up four flights of stairs with all of the cleaning stuff the hoover the child everything I needed the linen I even more felt that I was going to quit as soon as she was back so then what did you do well then I didn't quit I just carried on (laughs) (laughs) I just did it I just actually decided that I quite liked it um I really liked the lady I really liked the people that I work with there was only myself the owner of the company and another lady at that time and 
I quite enjoyed it. I don't know. Suddenly I just decided that I did like it. I like the satisfaction of what the house looked like when I left. And, and I built that confidence through those two weeks, I think, of looking after that flat. Um, but yeah, I just carried on and did that for probably four or five years with her um, in that time. Well, it's actually probably longer than that, but I'm not very good with dates. You'll find out why along the story of the podcast. But I then met Keith, who was working on the ambulance, and I was still doing this, and he would come out with me on days off and help out and do changeovers with us. And, yeah, it was something. So basically I taught Keith. He doesn't like people to know that, but I did, because he obviously didn't have a clue either. She likes the thing that she taught me. Well, I did, obviously. So I have a background um, in the military and also on the emergency ambulances. So cleanliness was and infection control was probably a big part of my life beforehand. However, putting things out in the way they should be is probably where Bex did come in and teach me that. And that's something else within the holiday industry that people don't realise. It's about presentation and staging and stuff. So, yeah, my background is that, and it has helped quite a bit because we have things, crisis that comes along, and I'm probably the one that has the problem-solving skills that can deal with it. Uh, A lot of the time I will just go out and do it myself um, because... I am that sort of person, but at the same time, I do need to delegate more. Um, But it does help. And I'm also the person that does the quoting and stuff, um, as I like to go out. And as Beck will tell you, I like to chat. And it's not uncommon that people will say, oh, God, here he comes. He's off for a chat. Yeah, Keith does like to talk a lot. I like to hide behind the scenes um, and not get involved in that side of things too much I do mostly all of the office sides you know admin that sort of thing making sure that the rotors are done the schedules for the staff and things like that but that's not obviously that's now it's taken a long long time for us to get where we are um when we initially how we come to start MBT was that the lady that I was working for like I say keepers on the ambulance I was doing the job and then she came to me and said would you take over um, a particular property that we look after, which is Finchcock's Oast, and I had been managing and running that for her anyway. She rang me and just said, I, I can't keep that on anymore. Would you take it over? Initially, I was reluctant because obviously I had no savings, no anything. Keith was doing what he was doing. I was doing what I was doing. So I did say to her, well, how does that work? Like, are you running a profit? I don't understand. I've never had a business and never wanted one. She reassured me that she was running a profit and that it wouldn't cost me anything to do it. And the staff were working there were my friends and family. So I brought them on board for her. So anyway, long story short, we decided that I would take it on and continue doing that um, and running it as I had done. And to our detriment, what did we find? Yeah, that she'd been running a massive loss. Like some of the changeovers were costing her personally £70. So there's no, for whatever the owner would pay, she then had to pay £70 on top out of her own money. So that was obviously tricky because we had staff in place, but to enable it to run at a slight profit, or not even a profit, but just to not cost us, we had to... To navigate. Change, yeah, change the way that their wages were paid. Do think, you know, they were on, I can't remember now, I think it was £8 an hour. We upped it, didn't we, to £10 an hour. But she was also paying things, like, from the minute they started work, left for work, to the minute they got home, which obviously no one gets paid to go to work 
do they like if you're working at Tesco? No, and she's paying mileage and yeah, she's paying a lot of stuff, but it, that's irrelevant really. But basically, we had to restructure how things were working, which was our first kind of thing that we had to deal with, wasn't it? It was, and it was a good opportunity though because it gave us our first crisis and how to deal with people. Um, because financially, um, for all of those who are involved, it had an impact, and we had to navigate that almost from the get go, didn't we? And then yeah. from there, we then had to think, well how are we going to better this we want them to work well for us but we also want them to no you say us but initially it was just going to be me wasn't it It was so you were going <clears> to <throat> stay on the ambulance which he did he stayed on the ambulance and i was doing this and that was what we were going to do and the lady that i was working for said that she still wanted me to do other properties and that's how it was going to go but as soon as i took over finchcox that was it really i didn't hear from her ever again so <laughs> that was the end of that and i obviously couldn't sustain paying bills and rent and everything else on just finchcox because like we've said there was no profit so it was basically we were relying on Keith's income alone um, at that point and any small savings that I had. And so, as most of you know, the NHS doesn't pay that well at all. So no. we had to make a decision and quickly. And yeah, we did. But I think it was it was quite quick, wasn't it, I suppose? It was really. Uh, we did see an opportunity. Now, the particular property was managed by a rather bespoke agent. So we were lucky, um, introduced ourselves and quite quickly gained traction for other properties and became sort of go-to people as we had a can-do attitude really, didn't we? Well, yeah, we went to a meeting with um, the agent at the time. She luckily, one of the ladies there, Erica, agreed to a meeting with us and then we sat down and explained that I was who I was and who I'd worked for previously and they knew this lady, obviously, um, and said that I'd taken over Finchcox and that we were looking to then take on more properties, which was obviously a decision that come from the fact that we weren't going to be earning any money from that particular one. Um, so, and she liked what we had to say. Keith was going to still be working on the ambulance at this point. We'd take on a few properties and I would manage them and he'd help when he can. But <clears throat> she did as she said she was going to do. And I think it was probably a week or two later, I got a call from on my phone one night from a London number and normally that's just sort of a sales call or whatever so I was just ignoring it okay. <laughs> time and time again I was ignoring the call and just thought oh I'm just not gonna answer it and then eventually Keith was like just answer it and it was what it was late one night so I did and it was um the PA of a lady that owned three properties in Dungeness now as soon as she said that I knew who it was because I'd previously in my previous employment worked in Dungeness and I just knew those properties um and we arranged a meeting to go down and meet the owner and I think it with that sort of thing with the houses coming on board it is down to Keith ultimately because I'm not a chatty person I'm not very out not there. doing so bad today though are you no <laughs> I can talk but obviously with things like that like I'm not a salesy person let's put it that way I'm not a pushy person am I no. not that you are but at the same time you have that directness you know it's going to be this this and this and they kind of and that's how it is so we got those properties so obviously then at that point we had Finchcots and three in Dungeness and it was just going to be me and the some of the staff because they were friends and family from Finchcots that were going to help so that is how it started really long story short is that it grew from there basically we got recommended after over time the owner in Dungeness she recommended us you know because we 
obviously had something that they liked we were very open to help with every aspect it was originally going in that we were going to do changeovers and cleans and things like that and then from there because of who we are and how we wanted it to be we kind of offered everything we were the help for every aspect yeah, we that did they needed kind of rapidly realized that they needed things like property management for example maintenance or other services emergency call outs and stuff so slightly more than your usual housekeeping service uh like an, almost like a one-stop shop really um and it grew from there quite rapidly and with that whenever we've had quotes and it's a new agent i like to introduce us to that agent to let them know what we do and recently we were um, approached by another large national agent who asked us to help them with their property management services uh, there's not very many companies that do what we do really is there um so they again came in for a meeting uh, we had a good chat with them uh, they were quite amazed at the contacts and what we actually do and we've been helping them grow that side of it and developing it um again for the last what 18 months yeah, now 18 months yeah yeah so we're doing we're growing and growing each time um and the, the business develops quite a lot um we're part of a trade association the dcbn the um domestic cleaning business network we found them probably about what, two three years ago now you found them yeah, and it's run by two amazing ladies, Louise Trahone and uh, Diane. They set it up. They both are successful cleaning business owners, and their mission is ultimately to bring the cleaning industry uh, up to the top of its game and take away that um, stigma of, oh, you're just a cleaner, because uh, there's a lot of people in a lot of sectors within the cleaning industry that are specialised in what they do. Kind of like us, we specialise in holiday lets only. And working with them, they've helped us develop even further also. So although we've made the mistakes, they've also made the mistakes. And we now get calls from members of the DCBN asking us all sorts of questions about holiday lets as they see we're always active on the groups and you know we're more than happy to help any business out if we can. Yeah, of course, there's rooms that are not you know there's work for everybody i think some cleaning companies are kind of ca uh, cautious when it comes to giving any information out or giving any help and things like that meaning you know oh you're going to steal my work and things like that but we've never been like that because there is enough work for everybody we have worked extremely hard to get where we are i mean it's, it's cost us a lot as in not financially but we are a couple whose relationship was fairly new and we ended up having to make this quick decision on a business and you know the hours and stuff like last year the last year is the first time in seven years that we've managed to get a holiday together we went on a holiday in our early stage of our relationship didn't we and that was the last time i was there yeah exactly seven years later and we're, everyone else was going on holiday and uh where were we well we just couldn't leave the business because we were doing everything the laundry. that's only because i thought it might collapse without me <laughs> yeah. well we were doing everything weren't we the laundry um, the laundry was the killer. I think that was what was really nearly pushing us over the edge because we were out cleaning all day, coming home, having to get the laundry turned around. And we were up till two, three in the morning every day and then back up at six, getting obviously normal life, school, kids, you know, dogs, everything else, and then trying to go out again all day. It was an absolute killer. But we did that for such a long time. It's only in the last year that we've gone over to Linen Hire which has been absolute such game changer. Yeah, that absolute is a saviour for us. I mean, we did contemplate at times starting up a laundrette and there's so many things that we've gone through to 
get to where we are now, but it's working right now. But we're blabbing on and we need to... Uh, this oh, is just it's clearly working. Yeah, it is an introduction. But I have to say that, you know, we are becoming quite famous. You know, <laughs> you really have to understand this now. Um, only recently, we, we've got a, a new puppy. Uh, we have three dogs. One is called Margot. One is called Bella. And the new one is called Toffee. So as you can see, a bit cheesy, MBT. Down getting the puppy, getting her injections, and we're sat there, and uh, a mother and daughter were there. The daughter, said, oh, how cute is that puppy? And the mother looked, and I was like, yes, you can uh, introduce yourself to the puppy. She then looked at me and then said, oh, MBT, you must be Keith. Have you got a cleaning company? And I was like, um, I have, yes. And then she looked over at Beck and went, you must be Bex. And she said she's been following us for quite a while. So here we go. Let's get some more famous people around um, in the Ashford area. But yeah, that's us now. So uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Uh, this is a little introduction. As you can probably tell, it is our very first podcast. So we'll try and make it a little bit more flowy next time. Um, I think we've not done too bad. I think I've not done too bad. Oh, yeah, you talk most, to be honest. <laughs> it's unusual. I can't you normally get um, words and edgeways with you. No, this is true. Well, hope you've enjoyed it. And so we will be releasing each episode on Every Sundays. Every Sunday. Yeah. And it will be... Uh, this one's obviously an introduction to say who we are. And then we will lead on to... How about things. business couples? Yeah, the couples working together and running a business is quite interesting. Yeah. See how, yeah, exactly. See who's uh, who's the real boss. <laughs> it's not you. Mm, we'll see. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, if you are interested and we haven't bored you to tears, which we probably have, you can join us next week. And we'll be on Spotify and we'll slowly be uh, moving out to other areas as well. Potentially. Right. Well, thanks very much for listening, guys, and have a, a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye now. I'm not going